the voice in your ears and the face on your screen. I'm Perfect Purvis, and this is American Football in Finland. Today, I'm joined by my co-host, Q Floyd. What's going on? We back. We're back again. We've got a great show for you today. Uh, the AFF podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your podcast. Seriously, American Football in Finland is currently available on 25 different platforms, including YouTube. This video is on YouTube, so we're also on YouTube. Check us out, subscribe. But wherever you listen to your, your podcast, be sure to rate us. Uh, anything less than five stars will tell us that you are a hater. So we really appreciate the support we've been receiving online. I think we're up to 1,200 Instagram followers, and everybody is engaging with us, so we appreciate it. And before we get into the show, Q, how was your weekend slash week? We're recording on Wednesday oh, this week. Man, my weekend was good, man. Um, I watched some college football, uh, watched some European football from, from different countries. So, so it was pretty much all football all weekend. It was a good weekend. Yeah, for for me too. I I enjoy the one game a day, and then all the championships on the one day in Finland. I watched the women's, I watched the women's championship, and I watched the Maple Leaf games, obviously, and I caught a little bit of the Division One game. So it was just good to have a lot of football. College football started. My alma mater, Stephen F. Austin. Uh, we lost to UTEP. I mean, it is what it is, but but the team was the first team to take a, a, a what's it called when you're a social justice viewpoint. They took a delay of game on the kickoff um, and held their fist up for equal rights for everybody, for everything. Nothing specific like Black Lives Matter or anything like that, but just for equality for all. That was for me. That was really touching. My alma mater doing something like that uh, just shows that there's so much going on outside of just sports. But sports can is a platform that can be utilized to help bring people together. So that's just really cool to see that going on, even if it's on the other side of the world right now for me. Right, right. And that's the weekend. So let's get into the show. All right, it's that time again. Time to get it off your chest. Q, this week, what's on your mind, man? Oh, man, football. Just football. You know, uh, I'm ready for the NFL season to start. Um, so I'm tired of seeing all of these uh, training camp videos. And <laughs> I'm tired of seeing those. Like, I'm ready to get to the season. Uh, I'm just frustrated because I'm ready for the Steelers to play. I'm also ready for these guys right here to play. Auburn Tigers. Uh, but other than that, man, ain't, ain't much I got on me right now. All positive stuff. There you go. I, I'm trying to keep it positive too, but I'm a uh, positive thing was, like I said earlier, you know, my alma mater started playing football last weekend, but, you know, the team I root for, Ohio State Buckeyes, the bums ain't playing. So I'm a little upset about that, okay? I'm, I'm still upset about it. I know they have their reasons, Big Ten and all that. So I'm I'm definitely, like you said, looking forward to the NFL. Uh, go LA Rams. Uh, <laughs> somebody ran a simulation of the season and Rams went 11-5 and five and made playoffs. I hope that happens. <laughs> I will be the happiest man. And we went 11 11- I'm just looking for 10 and 6. I don't think 9 and 7 to get us in the playoffs because the NFC tough. 
But we go ten to yeah. six. I be I think that's something we could pull out. Um, Sean McVay, I believe in him. Me and him are the same age, so you know, definitely believe that mm-hmm. he can take us to whatever he's gonna do. But that's it for me. That's all I got to get off my chest, man. Just gotcha. can't wait for football. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so it's time for our player of the week. Uh, we had the semifinals last weekend in, in Finland. So instead of doing an offensive, defensive, we did one player of the week. And it actually went to a guy who hasn't got it all season, which is crazy. But we gave it to Alpha Jallo, who had 191 receiving yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions, and 278 all-purpose yards. Q, tell them why he deserved this, even though his team got the loss last week. Man, if you had to watch the game, um, Alpha is, is just such an explosive player. He's one of these guys that can turn a game out. He can turn a game in. He can do whatever, man. Uh, Alpha's been having a lot of great performances this year. It's just always somebody, you know, in another game doing something crazy, too. And it kind of, you know, overshadowed his games. Um, but this game was definitely uh, one that that I think he showed his true talent, his true speed. Um, and he just balled out, man. I mean, three touchdowns, two interceptions, like over almost 300 total yards. Like Alpha doesn't get tired. Like yeah. right now, I think he should be the, the most num- the, the number one recruited import in Europe right now. I think he it should be him. And uh, the crazy part about that is, uh, congratulations, Alpha Jalo, who's going to be playing for the Stockholm Meme Machine now. He's going. Oh, wow. He's he's already he signed. Already, I'm pretty sure he's already, already there. Uh, so okay. yeah, he probably is playing this weekend. They have another game this weekend. He's probably going to be playing there. He played there last year and then came over to to Wassa afterwards. So now he kind of flipped it around. So. Yeah, definitely number one recruit, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely number one recruit. Him and Timothy going to do some big things over his, there. You know, okay? His season was over on Sunday. He signed with the Mean Machines on, by Tuesday, from my recollection. So he's yeah, ready. The most wanted guy. But, yeah, that's it right there. That's him. That's, that's yeah. the juice. And I'm glad that he went out on a high note here, even though he, they didn't get to the championship. But, I mean – he proved why he's probably one of the best players in Europe in that game. He did everything he could to get them to the, the win. I mm-hmm. We're going to talk about the game later, so I won't talk about what happened, but he's our player of the week. All right, so we want to thank everyone who participated in the All-Star voting this past week. Uh, just to give you guys a little clarification, the fan vote contributed to 20% of the overall selections combined with the list each of our experts submitted. So if you haven't seen them yet, the selections have been published on our social media outlet and will be updated on our website very soon. The process was really fun this year. We wanted to kind of give fans a vote and a voice and choosing, especially in such a short season. I think it, it was kind of difficult to really know who's the best players. So why not let the fans, you know, be a part of the process? So we're really glad that it went over well. We had almost 400 votes, which is crazy. That's a, a lot of people just putting in, you know, their opinions and stuff. So that's really good, and we really appreciate it. But we're going to talk about the other news in Finland right now. And I think let's do let's do men's 
first division first, the Spaghetti Malia, the Spaghetti Bowl, where the UNC Crusaders beat the Kotka Eagles 20-10. to 10. And Q, you had some thoughts on that game. So go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I definitely want to say uh, congratulations, man, you know, to Nessie, uh, the Finnish GOAT of uh, Finland football, man. He's been around a long time, um, a lot of winning in his career. So shout out to Nessie. On the other side of that, uh, shout out to Robert Johnson, Jason Thomas. Uh, Jason Thomas was the reason that I ever even came to Finland. Uh, now we, you know, he kind of like a father figure to me, still playing. He's like motivation to keep playing football for all these years. Um, but on to Robert Johnson, man. Robert Johnson, in my book, is probably one of the most influential American imports that ever came to Finland. Um, every team that he's pretty much been on has went to the playoffs. Every se- I, I don't know if it's every season, but I'm pretty sure a lot of those uh, seasons, Robert has been in the playoffs or in the championship game. Let, let me know. try to do some quick some quick math. I think Rojo's first season here was like 2008, if I'm not mistaken. So it's about 12 yeah, we came years. came on the same time. Yeah. 12 years. And just just remembering what he put on the internet, he's, he's seven. He's championship. Yeah, he's been in, he's seven and two. He's been in nine championships in what twelve years? Twelve so, years. And he's and he's made playoffs at least I know for sure at least one or two of those other years. So it yeah. might be all twelve years he's been in the playoffs here in Finland. Like he's yeah. a success story. He is successful, and he's proven it both on the field and as a coach that you know if you got Robert Johnson on your staff on your team in your organization, you're probably going to have success. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely, and and that that's just what I want to say, um, you know, the Johnson name period because I can't forget about his brother said, uh, the said and the Wolverines are going to the championship, and the last time the Wolverines were in the Maple Bowl, said was, was quarterback. the quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, it's full circle. To, huh? <laughs> to go back further, to go back further than that, when the Butchers were doing their championship thing said was on a few of those championships. So I believe one or two of those. Yeah. So um, Johnson, Robert, the Johnson name in Finland uh, <laughs> definitely is, is a big thing, man. Those guys, you know, been here a long time. Uh, uh, and, and they just, you know, I just want to give them their flowers, man. They, they really have done a lot for American football in Finland. So shout out to them. Yeah. Um, and just last note about the division one championship, you know, UNC versus Kochka, two teams that, I mean, we kind of picked them to be in it from the beginning. The game was great. It was kind of what you expected. Two talented teams, a lot of domestic players on both sides, um, a few imports on the UNC side, a few more imports, obviously. But um, like you said, like Nessie has put together a great thing over there in Kutka. And personally, I don't know what's going to happen with, you know, the situation in the Maple League Division One. But I think both of these teams probably are ready to be in the Maple League. I feel like even last year, UNC missed the playoffs because of a coin tip. They had three teams with the same record, and they they were the third team out for some reason, even though they technically came in second place. But they were ready. I think they were ready last year. They were they were kind of one of the team's favorite to go up against Kotka. Kotka won the league last year, but didn't move up. So yeah, even though they lost this year, I still think that if both those teams were added to the Maple League. Even with the six teams you have now, I think an eight-team league would be – I think it would work, just putting that out there. If anybody's, you know, watching, this is the time now, you know, with the GFL and word on the street is that the GFL is going through, you know, organizational turmoil. 
So there might be a split in that league next year. It might not even happen. Who knows? Teams are trying to do their own thing, go to other leagues. Blase, blase. Maple League is the strongest league in Europe right now. Adding those two teams and the amount of, you know, influential talent that's going to come over as well as the addition of spectators. We've had a lot more people coming to games and watching games online this year. It could be beneficial to go to a, a eight team, maybe, um, maybe two conferences, maybe have four and four conference format and do something of that nature, similar to what the GFL does on a smaller scale, obviously, and still give maybe a 14 game season. I think a 14 game season is reasonable because you can start earlier in May instead of at the end of May, like they usually do. So that's just three weeks different. So yeah, that's just my thoughts on that. But uh, moving on, also this weekend was the the women's uh, Maple Bowl where the Helsinki Wolverines beat the Tampa the Saints 28-0. to zero. I got to watch that game, and it was pretty exciting because the last time these two teams played, the Tampa the Saints won 14-0. to zero. So, you know, people think that, you know, they might win this game. The, the Wolverine women came in there and smacked them in the face and said, no, I don't think so. They were all over them. And the the don't get it twisted, though. If you haven't seen the game, I mean, it's somewhere on YouTube or something like that anyways. Go check it out because it was good football. Don't – I think a lot of people might dismiss the women's sport here and think that, oh, well, you know, it's just girls playing football. If you're watching that Maple Bowl game between these women's teams, it's literally similar action to what you're going to see watching Division One. And I say that with respect to Division One, the play calling, the play schemes, the plays that are executed, and how the players are reacting in the game is at a very high level. And I feel like we need to promote this sport a little bit more. And this, oh, let me make my call to action. Damn it, we're running over on time. Here's my call to action, man. Next year, we want to cover the Women's Maple League. We want to, I promise you. But there's literally like four or five of us working here right now, and we do this for free. There's no money. I, I'm losing money. Don't tell my wife this. But um, so if you guys want us to cover the women's sport, we need help. We're asking you to help us. So if you're interested in, you know, covering the sport, um, even if it's just, you know, updating scores during the games like we do for the Maple League, we could use that help. So hit me up perfectpurpose at gmail.com or hit up contact at americanfootballandfinland.com. That's a mouthful, but still. Or send us a DM on the Instagram. Don't send us a message on Facebook. We don't want to answer those. But send us a, a DM on the Instagram and say, hey, I can help y'all out. Hey, let's work something out, you know? We'll get you a, a free hoodie or something. Y'all see Q wearing that hoodie? We'll get you one of those. Oh, yeah. Exclusive. They're exclusive. Everybody don't get those. So, you know, we want to help out the best we can. But, yeah, yeah it, it was great. And also in the women's first division, the Mikulay Bouncers beat the Kutka Eagles 28-8. to eight. Uh, The Mikulay Bouncers women's team, another squad. Mm-hmm. Out there. I know they're Division mm-hmm. One, but they've been a squad all season. They've been blowing chicks out all throughout the league. And um, kudos to the Kutka Eagles team because there you go again, similar to the Wolverines, you got – two teams you got your men and your women's team in the championship that's their highest level of women's team and it's in division one they're in the championship and i think they were in the championship last year so there's good things going on out there in kotka so you know kudos to nessie and essie 
I'm pretty sure her name's Essie because she's she kind of does the women's side. So both of those uh, two people are doing really good things for Kutka and the Eagles organization. Uh, last thing about the league, uh, just reiterate, it wasn't played this weekend, but for the men's second division, the Pickler Spartans beat the Helsinki Wolverines 21-13. Did I say the Wolverines again? Yeah, again. That, three that, teams. So, three teams. <laughs> so you're telling me their men's team, their women's team, and their second men's team all playing in championships. I don't care if they win them. That's that's just that's that's a good organization. Yeah. Like, y'all are doing what y'all got to do to, you know, be relevant and be good at this sport. So kudos to everybody. Uh, youth seasons are still going on. I think there was a U15 championship last weekend. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure the next couple of weeks we're going to be seeing the youth championships, U17, U19. Um, the U17 championship is going to be in Helsinki on the 20th of September because uh, I've been invited to that. So I will be out there, you know, representing AFF. So everybody who's won, congratulations on a season well done. And obviously now everybody needs to look to the Maple Bowl. We should see everybody out there. And (laughs) even the juniors, there shouldn't be – I don't think there's any – actually don't think there's any games or championships this weekend. At least there shouldn't be. I'm not 100% sure about the youth schedule. But either way, all these adult teams have played. All eyes should be on the Maple Bowl. Congratulations to the winners. Congratulations to the teams that made it to the championships. Even if you didn't win, still a great accomplishment to – be one of the best teams in your league. And, you know, here on AFF, we want to give you guys even more exposure and even more support, but obviously we're going to need some help to do it. So, you know, hit us in the DMs if you have <laughs> Shout out to S-E-R. I call it S-E-R, but that's S-E River. My favorite Wolverines player. Guaranteed oh, yeah. my favorite Wolverines player. <laughs> okay, shout outs. Uh, While we have your attention, don't forget to check out the Athletes Forum, the locker room for the international voice. Head over to theathletesforum.net and check out our section called The Scoop, as well as all their great locker room talk areas on the website. Uh, We've been collaborating with them all season, and it's a great company. Jamal Clay is the founder of that organization. He's doing great things internationally for football. So definitely go check it out, guys. So. It's that time for us. Let's get into win or loss. Semifinals played last week. Corpio Steelers defeat Senior Crocodiles. Was it a win for the Steelers or a loss by the Crocodiles, man? What do you think? I think it was a loss for the Crocodiles. Um, and, uh, and the reason I say that firstly is because they beat them before. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was I was expecting them to, to, to have the same defensive scheme um, which they somewhat did, but Carswell for the Corpio Steelers was just too much. They didn't account for him. Um, he had too many big plays. Uh, and in a game like that, you have to stop him first um, if you want to have a chance. And they just couldn't do that. Um, it was a good game. I, I won't take it away. It was a good game. The guys like the, like the Crocs were fighting. Um, but I think they just kind of – got to the point where it was just it wasn't enough uh for, for Corpio just just did more. And uh but I still feel like the, the crocodiles had the talent and they and they had the scheme to win. They just couldn't pull it off. That that's exactly what I feel. I feel like it was a loss by the crocodiles. No disrespect to the Steelers, but just 
the the pivotal point in the game with 10 seconds left in the half you go you're down 14-7 you're down by a touchdown but you get ball back at half you have momentum I think Robitaille just like made a crazy catch and rode off on him to score with 10 seconds left so you're in a situation where literally all you have to do is sit back and stop them and they let Lamar Carswell catch a screen and and outrun their entire defense. Yeah. He might as well just ran into the locker room after that because after that, the game was over. Now you're down 21 to 7. That's not the same being down 14 to 7. They come out mm-hmm. second half and they're flat. They don't have nothing. It looks like they didn't make any adjustments. They were just like defeated after that point. And that's why it's a loss for the Crocodiles. Um, the score was lopsided. It got out of hand. Yeah. But at that point, it, it was still a game. Like you said, it was a good first quarter, good second quarter. If they go into the locker room after going down 14-7, having just scored the last points, it's a different feel, different vibe. The Steelers have to come out thinking differently as well. But instead, you go down two touchdowns. They just stole a score from you at the end. Lamar Carswell about to have a game of his life. And <laughs> this is when you have to nut up. And I'm sorry if that's a little derogatory to say here, but you you got to step up at this point. And they did. They came out second half and had nothing for them. It looked like they didn't make any adjustments. They didn't come out with anything new in the second half. And then eventually they got so far behind, they were basically passing the ball and took Christian Powell out of the equation. And that's obviously a mistake. And you can't win like that. And they didn't. So, yeah, I don't want to – I know I, I kind of seem upset. I, didn't, I picked the Steelers to win. <laughs> <laughs> but, Me too. Like, but, like, but, but like I told you, you know, when you're watching a team play as good as they were, and they're probably – I still feel like they were probably the best matchup for the Steelers. That second half they played, it was kind of embarrassing, and they, they, should, they should feel bad about that loss. They shouldn't feel like, well, you know, we played against the best team. No, they should feel like they left a lot on the field. A lot. Last week. Yeah, definitely right. agree. So – So talking about the second game of the weekend, you got Helsinki Wolverines traveling to Vasa, playing against the Wasa Royals. Royals got up on them. Oh, did it go back and forth? I think Roy- I think yeah, yeah it, went, it, it, it went back and forth for for pretty much the whole game. Think yeah. about it. Yeah, they were going up and down, up and down. What are you saying? Do you, are you saying the Wolverines won or the Royals lost, man? Royals lost this game. Yes. Hands down. Yes. Hands down. Uh, because I think they had everything in their favor. I mean, you had a home, a home, you had home field advantage. Mm-hmm. Uh, got your crowd. You this is what you want if you're a Royals team. You want this game in Vasa. Um, and you want to and you want to play against this team, um, because of the first time, you know, you played them. Uh I think the Royals had a good game plan um, offensively. Defensively, I don't know what the game plan was, but it, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't I'm just be I, I don't know what the, the game plan was defensively. I, I've seen a lot of, of things that they were running, and uh, I don't know if they expected Mickey to have such a big game. I don't think they respected Mickey at running back, and maybe that's why he gassed them a few times, or they were more focused on the quarterback running. Um, but 
I think Coach Manley did a great job of, of, of making an adjustment at halftime and saying, okay, we're gonna we're gonna go with what they give us. And uh, for the for the for the Wolverines defense, I think having safeties playing linebacker is a good thing when things are going good and it's a bad thing when things are going bad. Yep. So um I think them having the safeties uh in the box gave Alpha the opportunity to do what he wanted to do pretty much yeah. in the game. So um so I but I think at the end of the day, um that turnover that the Royals had in the red zone, passing the ball, everybody will tell you when I when I coached the Roosters in 2017, I got furious. We was winning the game, I got furious because I'm not a fan of throwing the ball when you on the two or three yard line. Inside I'm not the five. Why are you throwing the ball? Yeah. You that, that's when you have to play football. They did that, uh end up throwing an interception. Um, that's points on the board right there. Even if it's three points, that's still points on the board that you left off. Um, and I think it came down, you know, obviously Wolverines fought back. It came down to kicking a field goal. And, like, if I'm the Wolverines, I would love to beat a team on their home field with the field goal. Even though the Wolverines should have already had 42 points. Yes. <laughs> they should have already had it for the mixed field goals they had. But we'll, I won't count that against them right now because they won the game. So um, I definitely think Vasa lost that game. They had it, um, but they just could not stop Wolverines from making those big plays too. And I think uh, your defense, you need them um, in the playoffs. And their defense just didn't show up when they needed it. Yeah, I, I got the same sentiment, really. I feel like the the Royals lost it. I mean, in my opinion, I'm just going to put this out there. The Wolverines were the better team. I think the, the better team won the game. But I'm not 100% sure they played better in this game. I, I really feel like the Royals were playing their style of football. You know, they make big plays, and that's how they get on the board. Alpha shows his butt in situations that you don't expect, and they find ways to get the ball in the end zone, and they take the wind out of the sails of the opponent. And they, had, they were doing that to the Wolverines. They were beating the Wolverines. It looked like, okay – well, the Wolverines are going to, you know, not be able to drive down the field and score when they need to again, which we saw earlier when they played these two teams against each other. When the Wolverines got down, they just couldn't come back again. But in this game, not so much did we feel like, oh, the Wolverines are, oh, they're making awesome plays. We kind of felt like, damn, the Royals not trying to stop anybody. Like, they're just saying, okay, you score, we're going to score. You score, we're going to score. And then when they didn't score, they were like, hmm? Well, that's it. Because that was it. They didn't have anything left for them. And the Wolverines, I feel like they really should have, like you said, already had the 42 points. They, I feel like they played, they played Royals type of football. I'm not sure if that's really Wolverines type of football. They lived and died by the big plays. And luckily they were the last team with the ball and got that field goal. I, I say luckily because I feel like they sh- – they didn't play the best in this game, which is why the Royals lost it. The Royals had every every opportunity to win this game, put it away even, and never did. Yeah. But that, that's also – that, still give credit to the Wolverines. That's why the Wolverines yeah. deserve to be in championship and the, the Royals yeah. don't. Like they, at, the, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you go back to that last drive. Um, and I'll, I'll go back a little bit before that. I remember Sayed made a catch on, like, fourth down. Mm-hmm. I think it yep. was like fourth down. He made a great catch in the, in the red zone to keep one of those drives alive. And, and then you go to the last drive of the game. Um, they they went to Sebastian maybe two or three times on hitches. 
Um, they end up getting, I think, a pass interference makeup call yeah. um, because they got a bad pass interference call on them before. Um, so that drive right there, that's when you need Royals defense. You need your defense to create a third and long, create a, a fourth and long, but it's that 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 um that pass interference got them down to the red zone, and I mean that was a chip shot of a of a field goal, man. I think I think your defense has to somebody on the defense has to come up with a play, and uh, they just didn't get it, and it's been and and that's a that's a terrible loss right there at home uh, when you have the lead, and then that last drive. I've lost two two playoff games in my college career on last drives. And it's it's just one of those things that they'll you'll never forget. Like you literally will never forget that. And it's and it's one of them things where momentum is crazy. And I think the Wolverines just did what they had to do to win the game. Yeah. It's it's just <laughs> it, it it's hard to talk about this game because you feel like it was a game that could have went anyway. And then the way that it went is probably the way it should have went. Like yeah. I mean, I don't feel like the Royals would have been a better team to be in the championship. I feel like the, the Wolverines are the better team, but I feel like any given Sunday, I feel like that was that any given Sunday situation. Like the Royals had one shot to pull that upset and that was it. And they, they wasted the opportunity. Uh, I'm going to mm-hmm. throw this in there. I know no one cares, but similar to how in the first game of the season, the Butchers one shot at winning the game this season was against the Royals. They had mm-hmm. one shot and then they, they screwed the pooch in the second half of that game. The Royals do the same thing when it really counts the most. So, yeah, that's a loss, man. That's all. That's all I'm gonna yeah. say. That's a loss. Okay, we're here with Helsinki Wolverines defensive lineman Ville Velasti. Ville, welcome to the podcast, man. Appreciate you, one man. Good to be here. Always good to have some of the best talent out here on the podcast. Uh, Matt, we want to we want to ask you first, congratulations on the uh, playoff win last weekend. I think I voted against you guys. I was the only person to go against you. But, you know, I have my reasons. <laughs> but uh, we just want to ask you a couple questions about that before getting into the Maple Bowl. Q, what did you want to ask him first? Um, we've been seeing a lot of a lot of sparks on your defense. Uh, I just kind of wanted to know where that come from in the last few weeks. Man, let's say that after Corpio game, you know, we we were frustrated with the with everything. You know, we were not assignment sound. We were not breaking the film we were supposed to do it, and we were just all over the place. So, you know, I was talking about the leadership and you know just you know demanding more on defensive side of the ball. So basically, what we did was just put all the basic stuff in and just start rebuilding, you know, the whole scheme up and, you know, eventually come up with what we have today. It's not perfect, but, you know, it's it's still working. So, you know, we're happy with that. Q, you got to keep going. I'm choking. Sorry. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I was wondering. But, um, yeah, just to stick with the defense, I mean, on the upcoming game, um, everybody knows uh, Corpio's, has a you know a high powered offense as far as running the ball and passing the ball. Um, it's safe to say that you you guys defense pretty much have to have a almost perfect, a similar perfect dominating game to beat Corpio. Um, what kind of things right now are you guys talking about in practice? What kind of things are, are that's going through your head right now 
to uh, prepare the guys, you know, just to get prepared for this game? Well, obviously I can't tell you all, but um, <laughs> but uh, from the standpoint of Scorpio, I mean, they have really, really diverse offense. And, you know, there's a lot of things that go into Seth Peters and Carswell. So what we're trying to do is limit the run first, take out the run, you know, make Carswell stay in the box, run everything in the middle. And second, you know, just focusing on the RPO because, you know, obviously we've seen that um, that has been the major part of Scorpio's offense. So that'll be the thing we'll be taking, tugging a uh, hockey on. Mm. All right, I'm back. I'm back in this thing. Sorry, I almost died. I don't know. I almost died. But uh, Bill, like, my question again. I mean, focusing on the Steelers' offense is awesome, but let's focus on your guys' defense. I feel like this is one of those games where, like you, you just said, you're gonna try to make them run in between the tackles. But what is something about your defense that you think is gonna be an advantage for you guys that you're gonna be able to kind of dictate how they can how they can try to manage the offensive side of the ball. Like, what, what is it about your defense that they need to watch out for? So, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to tell you right now because, you know, we're still in the plan of, you know, processing on how we're going to scheme up the defense. But what I would say that is that, you know, we have the ability to change up our fronts and our schemes a little bit. So, you know, we get good one-on-one matchups against our guys. Uh, you know, I guess Dungo and, you know, Carswell as well. So there's a, there's a, there's advantage of, you know, placing our guys like Gauthier and William to the, to the side of the ball where we see that they, we have opportunity, you know, take advantage of one-on-one situations. Makes sense. Q, did you have anything else for him? I have like two more questions. Yes. Yeah. Um, just to go uh, stick with the defensive side of the ball, um, you've been having uh, some great games lately. Um, we watched you pretty much this whole season um, just pretty much kind of state your claim into being a pass rusher and a run stopper. Um, what's something that, that you have to do uh, personally? I know it's a team game, but um, what's something personally that, that you feel like you need to do to make sure that your defense is playing up to, the, up to par like they need to? Everyone on the same page. It's a living man game, man. You just got to do your job and trust everyone else to do the job, you know, you know, behind the line of scrimmage and, you know, in the back end. So, you know, my job is to get everyone mentally on the same page and know exactly what we're going to do on the game day. Um, personally, um, I'm going to bring the best out I can yet. You know, I, I, I think I did fairly well against Roosters, better than I actually thought. Um, but, you know, we're going to have a really good O-line against us. So um, I'm definitely going to bring the A game. Okay, in my in my second qu- my last question to you, um, they run into RPO. Who are you taking, Carswell or Peters? Mm. Mm. <laughs> Man, you're trying to you're trying to you're trying to sell me out here running the dirt. No, I'm gonna tell you. Look, look. The reason I asked this <laughs> is because you said something earlier about trying to stop the run first. So I feel like. Carswell is the one that can hurt you running the ball. So give us give us a a, 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 a philosophical answer, not an actual like this is what you're gonna do yeah. in the game in the yeah, situation. Yeah, I just you know like, if yeah. you if you were you know so, in the situation, we've seen Carswell you know break up from the big play. So what we're trying to do is you know limit the space that he can run with, and you know just have eleven guys around him every single time. You know when he has the ball, obviously the RPO is going to be a major impact. Uh, we really gotta you know make sure that our linebackers are getting the right reads and, you know, fitting the, fitting the holes and, you know, dropping to the areas where they have to given, given the RPO situation. But, um, 
Yeah, man. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying that we're going to take up the space, you know, and do everything that we can to slow Carswell down. And, you know, after that, we're going to get after the passing downs. Gotcha. That's a good idea. I like it. Uh, my question is, this is going to be the last one. Then we're going to let you get back to what you got to do. I think you're oh, yeah. at work today, right? <laughs> got to make that money. Hey, <laughs> this, is my, this is my second job. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so my question is, um, and just so you can kind of clarify, you're you're a Wolverine, right? That's your original team, right? That's my born and raised. Okay, so you, hey, this is hometown boy right here. What does it feel like to, you know, help this organization get to the Maple Bowl? I mean, it's it's been a long time coming. And obviously, you know, you have the rivalry with the Roosters. You, you knock them out of the playoffs with a win. Then you get into the playoffs. You have a hard fart game against the Royals. One point, you know, field goal at the end is very dramatic. And now you're in the show, man. What does it feel like to be able to take your hometown team like that to this game? Like, what's the feeling with the Wolverines, the the culture, the feeling? I want to know how does how does it feel? I want your feelings. Um, to be honest, like when I got back here, um, I was not going to sure if I was going to even play. And when I got contacted by Wolverines that hey, we we have a spot for you, want to take it? I was like, you know, I'm I'm, I'm hands down 100 in. You know, it's my home team. It means everything to me, you know, I've been, I've been around the organization ever since I started playing and, you know, getting to this point with, with season that we have right now and beating odds, you know, with the guys that we have, you know, we've come together for like in a short period of time, but the, the attitude, the atmosphere, the team chemistry and everything that the guys and, you know, the organization has right now, you know, it, it's, it's beyond amazing. You know, I'm, I'm forever grateful for that and for this experience that we have right now. That's awesome, man. That's what I wanted to hear. It's, it's great that you guys have made it to this point. Uh, that's all the questions we got for you. So we definitely wish you and the Helsinki Wolverines best of luck in the Maple Bowl this weekend. Excited to see you out there, man. And yeah, best of luck to you. Yeah, definitely. Thank you, my man. All right, take it easy. We appreciate it. Hey, as well. We'll see you after the game. All right. All right, man, let's talk about it. What we're all here to to hear and see this weekend, uh, Maple Bowl, I want to say, is it 41? 41? Yeah. Yeah. Maple Bowl 41 or XL. Ah, in Roman numerals, <laughs> XL1, <laughs> Roman numerals. It's going to be here in Lati. That's where I live, guys. Corpio Steelers versus Helsinki Wolverines. Corpio Steelers are the one seed. Wolverines are actually the three seed. So that's a very interesting matchup. Last time these two teams played, uh, I know Steelers had 70 and Wolverines did not have a lot. I can't remember the score off the top of my head. <laughs> I'd have had 70 to 6, 70 to 9 or something. Very, very little. So uh, yeah. we're just gonna, let's get into these two teams before we talk about, like, the matchups and stuff. But just looking at the number one seed, the Corpio Steelers, uh, some guys you, you need to know going into this game. Quarterback Seth Peters, playmaker. Running back Lamar Carswell. Uh, wide receiver Tino Dongo. Also, all three of these guys are – all-stars this season, already been selected. Just putting that out there as well. Uh, newcomer, Max Zimmerman playing wide receiver, finished up the season for them. He is a the go-to guy. Uh, defensive side, 
Simi Rajay, linebacker A.J. Wentland, linebacker Cadell King, and defensive back Tommy Kachoa. This team is full of stars. That's all I'm trying to say. It's like there's stars <laughs> out here. Uh, what? I named like 10 guys, and I'm pretty sure eight of them are on the all-star team. Like this is how good this team is. They're stacked. They've been stacked since week one, and they've basically been pounding people every week besides that one loss that set them back. And since then, they, they got mad and put up 70 the next week, if I'm not mistaken, against the uh, Wolverines, coincidentally. But I just want to get into it with this team. Talking about the Quopio Steelers, what is something you think is a key for them to be successful in this Maple Bowl, Q? Um, I think a dominant defensive uh, game for them will, will probably uh, be the first thing that I, that can sum up uh, what they need to do in this game. They have the players, all those names that you named, um, they need them to be the best they can be in this game. They, they need to make it simple for Seth on offense, make it, you know, give the ball to Carswell, give the ball to Seth. The more that they touch the ball on offense, the better it is for them. Um, if they don't, if, if, if the defense gives up long drives to Chris Forcier and Sebastian and Mickey, then it's going to be a close game. But um, I think Corpio really needs a defensive dominant game to start it off. You want to start the game off with a three and out. And, and, and I think if you can do that and not give up any momentum in those first few drives, then that'll tell you a lot in that championship game. So um, I think defensively it's important for Corpio to just – you know, instill that will on 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 the uh, Wolverines' offense and offensively. Seth Peters, you know, do what he do, run the RPO, try to get it to all these different playmakers, um, try to get it to Carswell as as much as you can. I, I feel like he will touch the ball a lot in this game. I think he will touch the ball a lot in this game. And just to uh, if they go up early, then it's gonna it's gonna be a long day for the yeah, Wolverines. So yeah. um, I think that's that's. Could go either way, but um, I think defensively is, is where they need to start first. Yeah, uh, I'm just going to talk about the other side, the offensive side. I think for the Steelers, Lamar Carswell, have him involved, have him involved early, and it's a wrap. Uh, this guy is fast. Like, his speed is I, – I mean, I think out of him and Alpha, it's a toe-for-toe toe who's the fastest. But I think – I don't think anyone on the Wolverines can really contain his speed because he also has great change of direction and he can get going one way a lot faster than other people. So I guess his explosion, I guess is what I'm describing. If, mm. if he has a good start and they're able to, you know, stay ahead of the sticks, always be in, you know, second and medium, second and short, third and short situations where you can run or pass then they're golden because his running ability will set up their pass game and you can't really focus on one or the other. If they get into situations where the Wolverines bottle him up early and they, they're forced to go into a, a, a more intermediate to long pass game, they're in trouble. No offense to the offense. They have great playmakers, but the offense is built around, hey, you have to respect our run. You have to respect it. You can't just sit back there. You got to bring somebody or you got to at least step up and try to see where we're going. And I think if Lamar Carswell is is utilized the right way, which I'm pretty sure they will do it, they should be fine on offense. And I think that's definitely all they have to do on the offensive side. So moving on to what could stop this team from, you know, winning the Maple Bowl for the first time, which 
just want to talk on that. This is going to be that third straight Maple Bowl. And finally, they're not playing the Roosters. They're playing a team that they kind of beat soundly last time. Oh, I forgot this narrative. The last time they played a championship was Division One, and they beat the crap out of them then. Disclaimer, I was on the Wolverines that <laughs> lost in that game. But don't talk about me. God, it, look, we have a script, but I'm going off script because I'm just thinking about the game out loud here. But this is a crazy matchup. But yeah. back, back to on focus. What do you think is something that could stop and prevent the Steelers from winning the Maple Bowl? I think I think uh, turnovers. Um, if their offense is is not on point and they they somehow Wolverines creating turnovers, um, and that's giving the Wolverines extra possessions on offense. Um, the more that Chris Forcier touched the ball, is more dangerous for that defense too. They only can contain him so much. Um, I think he uh, was a little nicked up the last time they played each other, um, but now he looks healthy. Um, I know he's a vet, so I know he'll be you know, giving all his all this game. Um, so if Corpio, you know, just if they turn the ball over, then obviously, yeah, you you give the other team offense more chances to put points on the board. So I think that's the only real uh thing that that can hurt them because defensively they're just so sound. Yeah. Um I, I Wolverines have receivers, they do have um playmakers, but I think uh still a lot. I mean that's the Royals got a lot. I'm not Royals, but the uh the the Steelers got a lot, man. Yeah. The, the yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the, the they have a lot. Like, I don't want to take anything away from the Wolverines getting there, but I just feel like this is a this is a big obstacle. Um, but Corpio is stacked, man. They stacked on defense. They stacked sure. on offense. Like, like it's going to take a lot um, to beat them. And I think one thing that could, could hinder them from that is just turnovers. I think the the one thing that could stop the Steelers is probably the most unexpected in this game. The weather. Um, mm. It's going to be a grass field. It, it's supposed to rain. That's what the weather report says here in Lati. I'm in Lati. Sorry, you know, keep up with the weather. Friday, it's it's been raining all week anyways. Thursday is supposed to rain. We're recording on Wednesday if you're listening. Thursday is supposed to rain. Friday is not supposed to rain, but everything will still be wet. And then when, uh, Saturday, day of the game, is supposed to rain throughout the day. So one thing that we saw from the Steelers is the one game they lost was in Sinayoki on what looked like a wet field. It might not have been, you know, soaked wet, but there was, there was a lot of slippage. You saw Seth slip on a couple throws because the grass was slick and the running back Lamar Carswell, I don't even know if he had over 50 yards rushing in that game because he was not able to really get going himself because of the, the terrain. I think that's something that could really upset what they have going on the offensive side of the ball. Defensively, it could also be a hindrance because their defense is fast. They smother the ball. They get to the ball. Like, you don't see a lot of one-person tackles. It's usually gang tackling because they're all flying Mm -hmm. around. When that field surface is not as stable, you have to move a little slower. It means players aren't going to get there at the same speed as they normally do, which is going to cause a lot more missed tackles, a lot more broken tackles. So on both sides of the ball, a, a bad playing surface could hinder this team that is kind of built on speed and effectiveness of knowing where to be at all times. It's hard to know where to be if you can't physically get there. I think that's the only 
I mean, not the only thing, but it's the, I think it's one of the major contributors that can stop them from winning this game against a team that, on paper, they're substantially better than. Oh, yeah, I said it. <laughs> but uh, let's let's move on to the opponents. Let's move on to the Helsinki Wolverines. Tell us a little bit about the, you know, some of the key players for the Wolverines. Some of the uh, key players for the Wolverines, you've got quarterback uh, Chris Forcier, who's, uh, you know, been doing his thing all year. Uh, definitely hard to handle outside of that pocket. Uh, we got running back Mickey Kai. Uh, Mickey. Man, moving him to running back was was the best thing the Wolverines could have did this year. I tell you that because he's he's came up big in their last probably last two games. He's came up majorly big in it. Um, and you got Cedric Johnson. I call him AKA Willie Beeman. That's still <laughs> hey he can he can make plays from anywhere. He can catch anything. He still has the speed. So that's definitely somebody they can't let get out because um, he'll hurt you. Then you got uh, Sebastian Sane. The fast, finished kid, you know, tall. Um, Seabass is somebody you always got to worry about. Um, you got Vile Velasti, the uh, sack leader, the <laughs> sack leader of the league. Um, hometown, he's a he's a Wolverine bred guy. Um, he's been balling the last few games, putting up a lot of good numbers. So it's somebody they have to watch out for. Uh, William James, now playing linebacker. Um, very active. Very active in the run game. Um a lot of touchdown saving tackles. Uh, so he's been doing his thing. Then you got uh, Sebastian Gutierrez, deep DB linebacker too. Um, he's a pretty good guy too, you know, on the field. He can he can go sideline to sideline. And then you have uh, Arthur Kettinen, uh, which is, you know, pick – I call him pick six Arthur, but uh, <laughs> let's see if he'll get one this – if he'll get one this uh, this this game. Um, he, he needs to come up big on this passing game. He's going to go against some good receivers. Um, so – um, that's just a few players from the Wolverines that that you know some names that you will hear throughout this game that you will see. So um, it's a it's a pretty even, you know. It's a, they both wow. have talent. They both got they both got good athletes. So. Yeah, I just let's talk about some of the keys for the Wolverines. Uh, I, I'll go first on this one. I think one key for them is to finish their drives. Um, we've seen this offense, and you've named the guys, Forcier, Mickey J, uh, Sane, Sid, even Sebastian uh, Gut- I mean, yeah, Sebastian Gutierrez at receiver sometimes. They have a lot of options, a lot of talent on the offensive side of the ball, but we've seen them be very inconsistent. We've seen them be very up and down. You know, they'll drive the field and score, or you'll get a long run from Mickey J or somebody, or a big catch from Sebastian, and then the next time they'll they'll go three and out, or the next time they'll get a first down and then sputter in the middle of the field, something like that. Or you'll see them not be able to convert on fourth. They've they've been very up and down. We've seen Boomer bust, and in this game, they can't afford busts. Like we mentioned earlier about the Steelers, that team is 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 loaded. It's stacked, and they're ready to score. They're ready to score, and they want to stop you. So one way to limit their scoring is to score. They can't score if you're scoring. You can't have two offenses on field at the same time. It's just not possible. So for this offense, they need to be very consistent and finish their drives. They need to convert on third downs. They need to make sure that the Steelers feel the pressure from the offense. When the Steelers have the ball, they need to be like, if we don't score, they're going to score. Mm-hmm. And put that pressure on them so that – they can both win this game offensively and defensively by making sure that the other team respects what they can do with the ball when they have it. So that that's one thing I think is definitely going to be a key for them. 
Gotcha. Um, just to, just to kind of piggyback on, on what you're saying, I, I think the Wolverines' offense needs to get up early. They need to get up early. If they can come out and score in their first, you know, drive, first two drives, I think that kind of puts pressure on, on, on Corpio, and it'll give them momentum. Because let, let me ask you this. Scoring, let, let me ask you this. You're the Wolverines. Uh, you win the coin toss. You kicking or receiving? If I'm the Wolverines and I win the coin toss, I'm receiving the ball. There you go. I like I'm it. I'm receiving the ball. Um, because, for one, you're coming in as the underdogs anyway. Let's just be honest. Nobody probably giving you a chance to win this game, uh, a heavy chance to win it anyway. So, um, I don't want Corpio to score first. Mm. So, I wouldn't give them the ball first. Uh, I need I need my team to have that confidence. I need my team to go out and show me what they're going to do offensively because that's pretty much how they're going to win this game. They're going to have to score more points than Corpio. So it's um, not easy to do. I think it's, <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be easy to do. I mean, and I don't want to go back on the game, the previous game they played, because obviously when sometimes when you play a team um, and they score 70 on you and you get a chance to play them again, they either score 70 on you again or it's a close game. Yeah. Or it's a close third game. Um, this time, I don't see this being a 70 ball. I definitely don't see this being a 70 ball. Um, I think championship times bring about the best in players sometimes, and I think the Wolverines have fought real hard to get to this game, and I think, they, I think they'll, they'll show up. And even if some of the guys got to play both ways, um, that's just what you got to do because this is the last game. Like, when they come off the field, everybody should be dead tired at the end of this game. Yeah. Um, you, you shouldn't leave nothing on the field. Uh, you shouldn't even be able to talk after the game. <laughs> if you gave, if you gave all you had, you should, you, should, you, you barely should be able to say a few words. Like they should have to drag you off the field in this game, because Wolverines uh, coming into the season, we knew they were going to be good on paper, um, but then they now they ended up in the championship game. So, what are you going to do with this opportunity? You playing against a team that's been there now three times, yeah. who who's been itching to get their first Maple Bowl championship. Uh, they have the team to do it. Are you going to be the ones? Because if the Wolverines win, it's going to be an upset. Let's just be honest. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. an upset if the Wolverines win. So I think, the, yeah, I think the Wolverines offense has to come out and score early, and then we have a ball game. I like that too. I think that's definitely what they need to do. I was there was something you were saying that reminded me in this game. Like they they lost two games this year. They kind of avenged the first loss. So now they're looking to avenge another one. I mean, the storyline is crazy. If they win, oh my gosh! Like there's a there's a lot to play for. If you're a Wolverines fan or a Wolverines player, even just like that, the team colors blue and gold. There's a lot on the line for this game for this team, and it could it could be a a momentum swing for the organization as a whole if they win this game. Like there's a lot of things that they're going to be overcoming if they can beat this team. But that leads me to the obstacles in the way, like what, what can stop them? I think one thing that could definitely stop the Wolverines from winning this game is momentum. And again, I'm always trying to think outside the box. I wish I could draw a little box here. Um, the Wolverines team, like I said earlier, they've been a lot of boom and bust, but this uh, Quopio team, we saw them last week take the life from the crocodiles with that screen pass running off to the locker room touchdown before the half and the second half, you know, put your foot on the neck. The Wolverines in this game 
I feel like if they keep it close, like like we both are thinking that they will, you're going to have a back and forth game. This team goes up by three. This team goes up by four. This team goes up by two. Will they be able to play through that through that momentum? Will they be able to always take it back? Because when the Steelers get the momentum, they don't share it. They're not a, a very, you know, <laughs> hey, you can have a little here. They usually – they take the momentum and they run off with it. I think the Wolverines in this game, they're going to have to fight that momentum. I feel, even though the game is in Lati, I think the Steelers home crowd is going to show up big. I think Mm. the Steelers have a more, um, a home presence, even at their home games than anyone else in the league. And even when they travel to Helsinki, their crowd comes with them. And I think Lati won't be any different. I think that we'll see a lot of people at the game, but not a lot of, you know, Wolverines fans. But I think mm-hmm. we'll see a ton of Steelers fans. And we're going to see a whole lot of um, Roosters people that are just there because they like, well, they have nothing else to do. No shade, Roosters, just saying. Y'all come out here to Lati. <laughs> it's, it's close. But uh, what do you think about some of the obstacles for the roost- for the Wolverines, not the Roosters? Um, I think, like you said earlier, the, in- the inconsistent play, not finishing drives, um, any turnovers. Um, if they come in with with, with this this uh, inconsistent offense, the game is going to be over early. I think. Um, the next obstacle is the obvious one: run stop. Mm. Um, they didn't do a good job of that um, against this team. And, man, uh, Sebastian uh, Gutierrez and, and Will James, man, they're, they're, they're going to have a, a lot on their hands this game. I'm, I'm curious to see what Coach uh, Manley is going to do um, coming into this game defensively because, like he said, he had his safeties moved down. But you're going to need those guys. Um, you're going to need them in the passing game too. And, and I'm, just, I'm just curious to see what he'll do. Um, I, I foresee Sebastian and Mickey playing safety with them at linebacker. Um, I think you have to do that just for the simple fact of just what they have on their offense. Um, but I think the obstacle, uh, the second obstacle is just run stop. They have mm-hmm. to be able to stop the run. If they don't do that, then it's going to be a long day and everybody on defense will just be tired. And then the guys that's playing offense that's playing both ways will be tired because they'll be on the field all the time. So um, I think that's one of the biggest obstacles too. Mm. Yeah, I, I agree with you totally on that. They definitely got to stop the run. Um, <laughs> interesting thing. I don't think anybody stopped the run this entire season. But actually going back to the first week, the Wolverines stopped Christian Powell. He only had, I want to say, like 32, 33 yards. So bring that magic back, however you did that. Try it again against the Steelers. Uh, but moving, moving on, the last thing I want to talk about about this matchup is – the storylines. I've been hitting at it because I've been just thinking as we're talking, like, oh, my God, the storylines. Like, what do you think is, is the biggest storyline, like, heading into this game? Like, in your in your thoughts, what do you think is, like, Man, you know, at, at first I'm thinking is the Corpio Steelers going to turn into the Buffalo Bills? Uh, that's the first, that's the first so, thing because besides, I think, Sandy Yoki Crocodiles might have been the last team to yep. go to the championship, I believe. Three at times. At least two times, three times and lose. Um, so is Corpio finally gonna get over that hump? Um the Roosters are not in the championship game. 
and it's and it, and, it, and it shouldn't be about the roosters. Let's say that. Yeah. Like, it shouldn't be yeah. about the roosters. But let's be honest. Um, a lot of people still thought that they would be in that game. I was I was one of them. Like I still thought they probably would make it, you know, to the championship game. It didn't happen. So now we we got these two teams. Now, like you said, this is this could be a big implications for the Wolverines organization. Um, they've had three teams to now be a part of a championship game. Um, if they can somehow win this game, I see I foresee a lot of domestic players trying to migrate to the Wolverines mm. uh, from other teams. Um, if they re-sign Coach Madley back, I think he'll do some big things there. He'll have a lot more to work with. And uh, I think the Wolverines have been waiting to get back to this. Mm. They've been trying. Um, they tried last year by going the major import route. It didn't work out for them. They went a different route, and it worked out for them. Shortened season, but hey, that's just what – that was the cards they was dealt, and they got to the championship game. That was, I think everybody has done exactly what they were supposed to do that signed a contract, any player that paid fees to play this season, they've done exactly what they committed to do, and that was do everything they can to get to this game. So everybody has fulfilled that contract right now and to get into the championship game. Now, the next thing is, what are you going to do when you get there? Are you are you happy just going, or are you going to win? And I think uh, – but the biggest storyline – let me get back to that. The biggest storyline is, is Corpio finally going to get – their championship in the Maple Leaf, or is it a curse? Is it a curse? Is it a curse? <laughs> I don't know. So I feel like the pressure. Uh, I don't want to say the pressure is on Corpio, but um, as, as Coach Peckley, I know he's been trying real hard and, and want to get that that win. But what happens if they don't? You know, what was mm-hmm. the organization going to do going forward? So uh, it's, a, it's a lot that goes into this championship game, more than just the, that everybody can see. It's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that may be going on, too, on both sides. And, um, man, it's, it's, it's going to be a good one to see. Definitely if it's raining, yeah, yeah it's, it's going it, to be a good one to see. It, there has been some sort of rain involved the weekend of the Maple Bowl for the last uh, five Maple Bowls since I've been here. Everyone, there's been some amount of rain involved, even though – Three of them were in Helsinki. Last year was in Tampa, and it still rained before the game. And then this year, it's going to rain before the game. So it's always around there. I think yeah. I I kind of have like a twofer when it comes to the storylines because I feel like one storyline I think is it's important to say is that the the twenty twenty the twenties decade in in the Maple League will start with a new team as the the Maple Bowl champion. Like, I know it's not about the Roosters, but this will be the first championship of this decade, and the champion will be either the Wolverines or the Steelers. So it's like, I guess the narrative would be 2020 starts a new era. A new era has started. And obviously, there's probably some Roosters personnel thinking, sons of bitches, we'll be back. But it is what it is. At this point, I'd have to say that, you know, the the huge narrative is, I mean, I probably won't read the papers and finish, but I'm pretty sure they're going to say whoever wins. And then somewhere in the article, they're going to put this. This is the first time the Roosters haven't won. Like, that's just it is what it is in the last eight years. But it's, it's what it begins a new era because it's a new champion. And now the next 
next season, all bets are off. But the most important storyline, the most important storyline people should get going into this game is that AFF was on the money when they said anything could happen. Because, God damn it, anything happened. Anything, yeah. You've seen it all this year. You've seen, <laughs> you've seen the Wolverines stop Christian Powell in week one. You've seen the Royals come back from a, a two-score deficit in week one as well. And then later in the season, you've seen the, the Steelers lose to the Crocodiles out of nowhere. No one saw that coming. Then you saw uh, you saw the same Steelers team put up 70 points on the Wolverines team. How many times do you see a team put up 70 on a team and then those two teams end up back in the championship? Only when anything can happen. You've seen yeah. for the first time in eight years the, the Helsinki Roosters not make the postseason. Not just not make the championship, not make the postseason. Like, how often does that happen? You saw it for the mm-hmm. first time in I don't know how long, the Butchers, the literally the Roosters and the Butchers, the most successful programs in the country, the Butchers went 0-6, didn't win a game, came in last, looked like they should be moving down to Division One. That's anything because any other year – Almost everything I just said, besides the 70 points for the Steelers, they usually do score a lot of points. Besides that, none of this stuff is something that you could predict. And we predicted anything can happen. Anybody can win a championship. If it ain't the Roosters, that means anybody. And that's what it is right now. So the big storyline of the year, I mean, going into the May Bowl should be, damn, AFF know what they're talking about. I don't care about our pick'em. I don't care about our predictions. We said we – Three weeks before the season started, we were on here every week geeked up, like, oh, my gosh. Like, it's just exciting talking about this. Why is it so exciting? It's crazy. And this season has fulfilled it. This season has lived up to the hype. This season, excuse me if you're a hater, this season is the LeBron James of seasons. We we crowned it before it came in here. It came in here, did exactly what we wanted to do, and it's playing out exactly how we could – the best way possible that we could have expected it. And I know the mm-hmm. LeBron James reference, there's some haters who aren't LeBron friends. <laughs> but you, I'm, I'm going to talk about that too while I'm here. Forget it. This, this is almost the last episode of the year. LeBron James was crowned the king, and he lived up to the hype every year he's played in the league. He might not have won championships right away, but he was always one of the best players, and that's a very hard thing to do. We said this season was going to be – Anything could happen. That's a very blanket statement and normally isn't true. Normally there's things you can bank on. The only thing we could bank on this season was the Steelers are going to make the playoffs. Like, I, I think that's it. That Even was the other three day. teams we weren't sure about them making the playoffs. Like, yeah. I was the only person that picked the Royals to make the playoffs. Actually, I was the only person who picked the Royals and the Crocs to make the playoffs. So those two teams making the playoffs already made anything possible happen. And then the Wolverines – were picked to make the playoffs, but in the middle of the season, it looked like they would. So, yeah, anything can happen. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know what else I was talking about, but the main storyline is we were right. And slide my fingers <laughs> now and tell us how right we were about anything happening in 2020, because that's how it's going yeah. now. Yeah, thankfully. <laughs> we appreciate it, though. <laughs> yeah, man. That, but, but that's it. Um, anything you want to say about this game before we – Slide and tire, exit up out of here. I man. think I think we said everything that that was need to be said. I mean, um, I just want to see I want to see a good game. You know, I, I I like guys. I know guys on both teams, and 
Um, I know Coach Pecker from playing against him for years, and uh, I want to see him get his first championship in the Maple League too. And I also like Coach Manley, so yeah, it's like it's like it's it's a it's it's. I just want to see a good football game from both sides, no sloppy play. I just want to see both teams come out and give their best. And uh, whoever comes out on top, they deserve it. And uh, like you said, it's the it's the new era. Maybe maybe we'll find out next year. Yeah. It's the new era, but. <laughs> We can only go on what we who wins right now. So um, I just want to see a good game. Yeah, same thing for me. Y'all heard everything I said. We just hope it goes down in the record books. I hope it's a great one. Because it's a great one, it adds to my narrative. Yeah. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. <laughs> All right, quick shout out to our apparel partners at Rayer Athletics. If you're looking for next level innovation, Contact Rayer Athletics. If you're looking for next level mentality, contact Rayer Athletics. If you're looking for next level athletes, contact Rayer Athletics. And if you're too shy or lazy about contacting them, hit us up at AFF and we'll introduce you to the guys who make you look good, feel good, and play really good. Okay? And that's mm-hmm. gonna be my plug. Yeah, they are hey. If I did a good job, also hit me in the DMs, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Maple Bowl is this Saturday between the Coopio Steelers and the Helsinki Wolverines in Lottie at 5 p.m. Because of the COVID situation, tickets are limited, but you can get yours online at Lipu Bistafi. I guess that's how you would say it in Finnish. Uh, Also, just, just to be safe about it, guys, there was a recent COVID case here in Lati this past weekend. So be safe, be careful. If you have masks, wear the mask whenever you're around other people just to be safe. Uh, that's what we've been doing here in Lati all week anyways. But it's still, the stadium is huge. I've been out there. That's where the ski lifts are. So there's enough space that, you know, you can stay in your normal five or six feet apart from people and be okay. But do be safe if you're traveling, especially if you're traveling by public transportation on buses or trains or anything to wear a mask, if at all possible, and keep your distance and definitely stay with your Perel and hand sanitizers. I don't know if they have Perel here, but hand sanitizers, okay? Um, Our football panel will be picking the Maple Bowl winner. Uh, I will just... I would be interested. We haven't made our picks yet, but I would be interested to see if we pick differently at all. But you can follow the picks on our Instagram account at American Football in Finland. Feel free to find us in the comments with your thoughts. As of now, um, Tuomas Hekkinen and the Finnish Swami are tied in first at 11 and 6. I am in second or third, I guess, at 10 and 7, and Q, you're in last at 9 and 8. So there's a, there's a two-game difference between first and last. We, we've kind of all been similar picks, just a few different picks here and a few upsets. I mean, really, if the Royals had won last week, I'd be the winner. Because right? <laughs> I, I would have been, been 11 and 6, and they would have been – they would they were – it would have been like 10 and 7. I don't know. Either way, I could have won, but I didn't. 
But uh, that's it for this episode of American Football Finland. Hope it was worth the listen and the watch. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at American Football in Finland. Trying to get some followers, man. Follow us. Uh, Q, any last words before we get out of here? Hey, no, just good luck to all the teams and uh, congratulations to all the teams that won championships this past weekend. Yeah, and if you enjoy the show, please follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rate us five stars as well. Anything less than five stars tells us you are a hater. You can follow us on the gram and Facebook at American Football of Finland. And again, don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Until next time, never forget. T-I-F. We gone.